This is the World Industrial News for Thursday, December 29th. Brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part four of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. It's going to know when to use the power. It's going to know how to use the power on individual reasons. And a lot of that is what we know technically. What we didn't know technically that was addressed by this bill is how to pay for it. Because this is a lot of money to put into basically better living. The parallel to this is probably the interstate highway system. No state or city could have afforded a highway system that was so consistent across the U.S., which then furthered the idea of interstate transport and goods traveling by truck everywhere. We're going to see the same effect on the new digital grid. It's going to understand where to allocate the power, and it's going to have the projects in place to do these basically all at once, because if you don't, it doesn't make that much difference. Well, perfect. You just you just perfectly teed up my, my next question. Mona, you said you're going to get into it. Can you break down this bill for us? How do we follow the funds? What, what How do you see this progressing? Absolutely. And it, so so first off, um, Pat mentioned electrification and, and the fleet. Um, this bill has 65 billion power and grid, as I mentioned, but there's additional 54 billion for water and wastewater infrastructure, 17 billion for ports and waterways, 7 billion set aside for resiliency, 64 billion for broadband, 16 billion for Amtrak. And the list just goes on. There's there's 39 billion for public transit. Airports are receiving 25 billion dollars. And then last but not least, the first electric vehicle charging federal spend in our history, 7.5 billion dollars for EVs and then another 7.5 billion for buses. So I just okay, I just need to take a sip of water after that because that's a lot of money that is going from the federal government to the states. And so the electric sector is going to play a really prominent role in making sure, especially absorbing and helping bring about this electrification that the Biden administration has supported and wanted for so long. And in addition to, you know, these different pots of money that are at play specifically for the power and grid sector, the U.S. Department of Energy is launching a better building a better grid initiative. The Building a Better Grid initiative is an effort to encourage the modernization of the nation's existing electric transmission grid. And so there is a focus around the need for more transition, more grid resiliency in order to achieve the goals of of the overall bill. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. With questions surfacing over emerging technologies such as hydrogen, Clean Energy Fuels Corporation said it inked a multi-year funding agreement to build up its portfolio in renewable natural gas. Clean Energy has been zeroing in on sourcing renewable natural gas from dairy farms since the start of the year. Several U.S. petroleum refineries and chemical plants were in various stages of recovery this week or remained shut down following outages caused by last week's Arctic blast. 
Winter storm Elliot, so dubbed by the Weather Channel, caused temperatures to plummet into the teens late last week along the U.S. Gulf Coast, causing many refiners and chemical plant operators to shut down their facilities. Industrial Info has tracked hundreds of refining and chemical unit outages caused by the storm. And UK-based car and aerospace major Rolls-Royce has shortlisted three potential sites in northern England and Wales for its first small modular reactor manufacturing plant. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.